0: <laughs> uh, i don't think I've got much.
1: i don't think i've got much in me to be honest i know
0: i'm i am i mean if this is your first episode you're probably wondering what the hell that was about go yeah. back and listen to some others go back and listen to any episode after like hundred seven or whatever as we started, Whenever that we started opening. that strange thing. But um, I can't even muster a fake joke tonight. No, because the mm, the world we're a pop culture podcast, but we are absolutely going to discuss at the top end what has been going on.
1: Oh yeah, because no, um, can't ignore it. This is important.
0: It is. It 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 would. We <laughs> as as two very white men. Mm we are not adding a perspective that is new or remotely insightful to all of this, but it's important to talk about and to completely ignore it outright would be irresponsible. That being said, we will also get to the bullshit nonsense comic booky movie game. Yeah. There's plenty, stuff. Of, there's
1: plenty of bullshit nonsense to talk about, but I think up front, we have to sort of acknowledge the fact that, wow, please. Yeah. Police murdering black men, black people, yeah. not just black men. Yeah. Um, and so, the George Floyd yeah. incident brought everything to a head. And that, that
0: happened, I think, on the day of our last record. So it was, I think it was, I remember first reading about it, I think after we'd wrapped up last week Yeah, was let when me, it was sort of being openly discussed. Check the timeline um, on this. And the web was going like, so this happens. Uh, you're, li- you're listening, by the way, in case you're confused, uh, Hello. to Big Damn Cast, episode 206. I am... Christopher... Fucking hell, man. Johnson?
1: I am Matthew Black Lives Matter Watson.
0: Yours is better. Um, uh, for many reasons. Uh, it's not my real middle but name, yeah,
1: so... but I think it's apt.
0: Yeah. It's... Oh, God. So, uh, for those who don't know, um, the Innocent involved an innocent African-American gentleman, George Floyd, mm. who was reported to the police under suspicion of using a forfeit $20 note.
1: Yeah, counterfeit $20. So,
0: yeah, so not even not even confirmed, like, you know, the, no, the, no, this person has just committed a horrible crime. Uh, uh, either a simple routine check or misunderstanding or a systemic reaction from an employee to a large black man in the store it's, so it, that that
1: itself is really odd it's it's um the way it happened was that uh, from what I can gather is that he the 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 um, if the police were called by the shopkeeper he mm-hmm. was arrested on suspicion of using a counterfeit no uh, security camera from the footage nearby security camera footage from nearby does not show him resisting um,
0: yeah, I mean, presumably he he stood there and waited for the police to arrive. Yeah,
1: um, like
0: if, if if the shopkeeper has called the police to deal with the counterfeit note, like he has every he, he has every opportunity to go, yeah, screw this and just leave the yeah. shop, but he chose not to.
1: Um, and then yeah, he's restrained by the police and uh, Officer Derek Chauvin, um, kneeled on his neck for nine minutes, uh, yeah. causing it to lose consciousness. And eventually, causing uh, a, uh, a full cardiac arrest, and he was pronounced dead at hospital. It... This is also not the first time that particular officer has been involved in the death mm. of someone being arrested, who is not white. Um, it's. Oh, what is it? He's I got... mean, it's
0: also not. It's also not the first time. A majorly publicised incident no. of this has happened no, no. this year, never mind this decade, never mind this millennium. Like, it's just
1: <sighs> Yeah, it's it's rough stuff. Um... It's horrible.
0: It's fucking horrible. It's abhorrent. It is. And that's that's the thing. A lot of shows that have been discussing it this past week have said the death of George Floyd. And I just wanna I just wanna <laughs> ring into every single one of them in real time and go no murder. say what it is
1: it's murder, murder. It's, murder. it's a murder um, a man committed
0: murder especially because people nearby were telling him to get off him he was apparently you know very vocal in the first few moments yeah while he was still able to just about like yeah. get what was on you know get words out saying stop i can't breathe of course like essentially the moniker of the movement this past week has been using and i'm I can't think of a more powerful three words at the moment. And apparently in his closing moments, calling for his mother. Yeah. Fully grown fully grown man yeah, calling for not, his mom you know, Because, you know, the guy is about to die and he's terrified. And it all could have been stopped by any of the other cops around him. Yeah, by any of the bystanders, but there it's was th- one of those weird ones where, like, the bystanders in question were being kept at bay by the other police officers. There were
1: three other officers there who, yeah, did not help. Um, Derek Chauvin had uh, eighteen complaints in his official record. Uh, he'd been involved in three shootings, one of which was fatal. Um, so yeah, he's not a. Not a clean officer by any nope. by any standards. Um, he's a
0: racist. He's a racist murderer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, racist <laughs> well, murderer. You can call him that. Uh, that's what he is. So, um, yeah, I think
0: not a mur- not a murderer of racists. A racist murderer.
1: I mean, it's um, it's easy for us as white as white dudes to be like, oh, this needs to stop. This is wrong. But we're not facing that sort of aggression uh, day in day out. So. That's difficult for us to understand, but I think more important is that we take every opportunity we can to listen to the stories of the black community and do everything we can with the privilege that we have to help further that cause. Um, I'm not sure what that looks like. That's something I'm still sort of working out. But I mean, I
0: know, I know. In the immediate future, the 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 change that a lot of the movement, especially in the states, because obviously the protests have been the big story this past week as well. Like continuing on the the, the fight back against authority and specifically, obviously, the racists within the American police force. And it's you now the awareness has now been spread in other countries. But but the immediate. Uh, result they simply wanted was for the, all the police officers in question to be charged yeah. that was the immediate change they wanted and then it was about like right so how do we how do we completely weed this out of the american law system cuz there is a disturbingly solid history of policemen abusing police officers abusing their abilities and and status in the united states and overwhelmingly against people of color and specifically african-american individuals oh. it, it's disgusting and it's and it's always been disgusting and it's not like it's newly discovered like you said it's, it's this guy i mean this guy even this one officer and has it's a not... history of documented assault against and in one instance prior death against uh black americans i um the fact that he wasn't immediately put on to second degree murder Yeah, and it's only it's taken till to today the recording of this podcast for them to move his his charge up to second degree murder, from third. Yeah, and even then they only put him on third degree murder after like nearly a week, of the protests they went right uh, okay we're charging him with third degree murder, second degree can't charge him with first degree currently because at at the time of this recording there is no evidence to suggest that he had premeditated the murder of George Floyd prior to that moment,
1: Mm.
0: so it's still murder but it doesn't look like it was a planned-out murder, which doesn't, of course, make it any less no, disgusting. No, that's, that's
1: the weird thing about the degrees of murder in the legal system, isn't it? It's uh, mm. I don't think we have that over here, do we? That's
0: Not in the same thing. way. Not in the same way. Um, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think murder and manslaughter are, yeah. are a thing over here, but again, it's about definitions and... All that shite, but it's 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 uh, and his colleagues are now, as again, as of today, being charged. But it's not been announced what they've been charged with yet.
1: Um, I would have thought they if, should be charged it, with manslaughter and uh, accessory to murder. But I'm not. I can't. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a lawyer. I am not a lawyer. Um, but I think it. What it. What I think the only way to sort of. I, I'm. I don't want to be the guy being like I'm white and here's how we solve racism. But it just I think it speaks to the fact that there's a deeper systemic problem. And we, I think we've both been saying for a while now that... And so many people are, that the systems that are in place in the society we live in, by which they function, or don't function for some people who are in a less privileged position, um, a lot of people, in fact, the systems are fundamentally broken. And so I hope that this horrible incident is an opportunity for some real change to occur. But that's going to take people at the top either being forced off the top or actually doing, making some changes. And uh, certainly with the leadership we've got in the States and with the leadership we've got in this country, those changes mm. are not looking likely. Um, so I guess all we all we can do is support the movement in any way we can. And I'm, again, I'm not sure what that looks like for me personally, but...
0: Yeah, because it's also, it's also come at a very difficult time worldwide for everybody. Yeah. Because, of course, we're yeah. slap bang still in the middle of a pandemic, which despite governments in, in the West saying like, oh, we can relax it a bit now, or, or in the case of America, barely discussing it to yeah. the American people anymore... Uh, it's sort of been given the illusion that it's the A-OK to go out. so it isn't. It's not. Like, it should still only be if you have to go out there, if there's no other no other way and you have to leave your house for something, you should leave your house. So it's, it, there's also that, that weird mixed feeling of seeing the protest, and I'm like, this needs to happen. It absolutely needs to happen. But my God, every time I see someone at those protests without a mask, I'm like, please, it's, please, guys, because it's, it's we them. need you we need you to keep fighting we need you to keep protesting but yeah. you're not going to if you all suddenly get really super ill and then on top of that there are minority uh, groups not groups minorities minority groups within the protests who are starting looting and riots instead of peaceful protest now again there's a I degree mean, of that there's a degree of that we'll never understand there are definitely protesters who have caused public property damage as part of the protest
1: but also property and damages Damage to property is not Again, exactly that's it's not something it. that we value too highly, as it is.
0: It's not it's not damage to people, but there are those small groups that have been causing enough trouble that that's what the media and government focus has been. I on. think
1: a lot of the, and they're, they're using that, that to is,
0: justify the the heightened security
1: and everything, despite think, the fact that it's it's not necessary. I think a lot of that is a blown out of proportion by the media and b yeah, exactly um, caused by. The Authorities,
0: well, that's what I'm saying. Um, it, it's a small group, but that seems to be getting all the media's focus, yeah, because it's then it then services the government because the government can be like, Well, we'll have to do introduce higher security measures because of all
1: these horrible protesters who are breaking things. So you've yeah. got that, but like, also, but like cities are introducing curfews who didn't introduce curfews during the initial lockdown because mm. which would have been effective, yeah,
0: oh god, yeah, yeah. But just, they don't, you know... They, and again, it it shows the reaction. Yeah. Uh, the the priorities in the reaction of governments. Like, the US gets hit hard by the coronavirus pandemic, and yet medical workers over there are having to, like, fashion uh, temporary, sort of, like, reusable smocks and everything out of bin bags mm. and, and, you know, um, like, foil and, and stuff. Yet, here's the National Guard being deployed with like three, four weapons each, completely fully stocked with extra ammunition, just to keep an eye on people who are saying, hey, maybe don't murder innocent black men.
1: And that's and all they're not, but, doing. And it's not even maybe don't. It's I think people are uh, protesting with a, a renewed sort of vigor in the light of yeah. this. Because I think one thing that's happening is, and I've seen this set around, is that because this has happened in the middle of a pandemic, people can't look away. Uh, like yeah. in the way they could before. There's nothing to distract people, and people are becoming. In some ways, I think communities are becoming stronger, and those communities that have become stronger have have got more of a voice. And I feel a little detached from it over here because you know, I'm in a fairly suburban area of of Greater Manchester. Racism is something I see but it's not something i see in a in that sort of violent it's more like old people being rude that's the, yeah. that's what i see of it on a, yeah. on a on a regular basis as opposed to you know people being mistreated by the police mistreated manhandled murdered you know all these things not that it doesn't happen in this country i mean uh, the, no of course to, it does i used to live in stockwell um near stockwell station which is where um jean charles de Menezes was shot In 2007. uh, 2005, sorry. Um, Again, wrongfully by armed police. Again, it doesn't happen as much in Britain, but it does happen. Um, Recently, there was a guy uh, who was was tased several times in front of his child uh, and being arrested at a a petrol station for way more forceful than it needed to be. Um, So I think... I don't know. I don't know what else we can say about it other than we. Support I mean, the, th- black. the basics. Yeah. If
0: yeah, we we support we support Black Lives Matter. We support Black Lives. Yeah. If you if you can't contribute monetarily to the bail organizations that are going on in the states, because that's of course another thing, protesters being bail arrested. Protest is, yeah. Um, you know, for just for protesting and being beaten up and hit with rubber bullets for no freaking reason, like help them get out because in the states things ain't cheap healthcare is not cheap nope. and bail nah. is not cheap so help pay the bail and get them out um there are organizations to do that the main site i would i would recommend because it seems to sort of uh, congregate the, the 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 majority of the charities together in one place yeah and i'll say i'll say it verbatim here um so have pen pen and paper at the ready folks pen and paper but on it' part of the roadie but it is. Was the link? I've been, I've been, I've been tweeting and retweeting so much stuff in relation to it, just to like stop, not let the noise stop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, the, the little thing I can do right now, at the very least, is just keep hammering it home. Oh. Um, yeah, uh, dot C-A-R-R-D, so double r. dot co. BlackLivesMatter.card.co is the site that is is helping groups together links for resources and deliver information especially to you know non black individuals who like I it's incredibly ignorant of me to step in and pretend I know how to solve this and they're like good you don't have to Mm. read this look at this the key things to do are to listen. Listen to the people around you in your life who are people of colour and are black individuals listen to them. If you're going to the protests don't start shit. Yeah. Look out! Look out for the black individuals in the protests. Guide them. Give them a voice. It's not your turn to
1: speak up. Like Support guide them. Is the wrong choice of word there.
0: No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, accompany no you know what I mean. Accompany, like you know, be with them. Be their, be their protection. Be their pillar. Like you, help them. If you're a person, help in them get their message
1: across. Put yourself between. There, that uh, uh, you worded uh, it way better than I ever choice. could. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um we- Weaponize your privilege and use it to help give a uh, voice. Again, like you know, and and more importantly, uh, I can't remember who initially said the statement, but I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. It's not enough to be, a, uh, to be um, not racist. You have to be anti-racist. Yeah, yeah. I think confront confront people in your life if they are being racist. Stop them in that moment yeah. and tell them what they're doing. Yeah, you're going to have I, some uncomfortable conversations. You are going to fall out with neighbours. You're going to fall out with relatives. You're going to fall out with friends. But they need to and, be educated. They have to be. Don't let anyone. Because otherwise, they're just they're just twats, and you don't want to accept that twats, You want to at least give them a chance to l- learn and grow and be better
1: people. Don't let anyone and try tell that you first. That you need to be civil or polite about it because that's clearly not working. Yeah. So. Colin
0: Kaepernick took a knee and the president called him a son of a bitch at NFL games. And now that people are like gathering. Well that's en masse, been part of the narrative, hasn't st- it? It's stuff been... is being broken and everything. Oh, they're we, saying we, respect... we we encourage peaceful yeah. protest.
1: Yeah. But when What's Colin that, Kaepernick you? took a knee, they were all up in arms. Mm. He kneeled down in that during their oh, their also viable national anthem. It's like, white Americans have such a fucking they they live and thrive in a in a country that was built on on native genocide and slavery of of black people mm. and not not to say britain is any better we've had a a hideous history of of, of colonization and oppression of of uh, natives yeah. from the various countries we've occupied and again slavery was you know coming in and out of the uk at the time that it was rife just as much as it was in America, um, you know, it's not like we're any better. But the only way we're gonna be better is if we all do something about it, rather than um, just continue to let it happen. And yeah, that's kind of all I can. I think that's kind of all we can say about that. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's our stance on it. If you are racist, you can fuck off. Uh, stop yeah. listening. Delete the feed. By all means, harass us on social media. I don't really give a fuck. Um, yeah, just fuck off. But if you're listening to this, hopefully you're not. Because it's not like we made a secret that we are <laughs> pretty anti-bigotry uh, in all its forms. So...
0: Um, anti bigotry, anti racism, racists get yeah. fucked,
1: like, just, you know, just. Anti
0: stuff. Um,
1: anti-, <laughs> anti. 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 fascist, uh, one might say. Oh, um, that
0: makes us a terrorist movement uh, now, according uh, to the president. Uh, uh, fuck off, uh, president.
1: Uh, Fucking my ass. He looks like my ass.
0: Let's. <laughs> let's go from. How dare you? Your ass is much nicer.
1: Yeah, I think so. And the, and the
0: hair on your ass is real.
1: Yay! Hey. Um. all right that was a heavy heavy topic um but we're gonna go into a bit a bit lighter now um i've been looking at so not much good has been happening in the world recently Mm. as i'm sure you're all aware Mm, um so i've been looking at a bit of news and i I, I pulled out a bit of news news nibblets for us to to sort of gently (laughs) uh, nibble on News Um, niblets. News niblets. Um, So we all know, Ruby Rose quit Batwoman. Yes, and uh, uh, for reasons that have yet to be completely clarified. But it seems like it was this. This is too hard. Yeah, basically. Like I Uh, injured
0: myself, and this takes up most of my year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So okay. So it's now been revealed. The production team are uh, looking to, instead of recasting Kate Kane, they're just going to do a new lead character.
0: Yeah, they're... Uh, they're uh, I'm trying to think of another show that's done it. Like, Due South did it, didn't it? It just replaced a character it, completely. Yeah, but
1: that was, v- that was like a
0: f- two or three seasons in. Cause I vaguely X- remember that, but yeah, they... Yeah. I mean, X-Files, again, later in its run, but X-Files yeah. did it. But like Mulder's gone, so let's just get a new character in in the lead role. And I can't think of one that does it this early on, that has had to do it this early on. Really, I'm sure I'm, sh- I'm um, sure there's one, but for the life of me, I can't recall. I might be getting confused with um. No, he did like at least two seasons of that. I was going to say Death in Paradise, but that's that's sort of part of the program. Is that every
1: couple of years the lead changes? Yeah. Um... So it looks like they've got a uh, uh, leaked. Elite casting call um, has... That
0: doesn't mean it was pissed out.
1: No, no, no. Uh, It was leaked on Reddit, and then it was republished on Decider and later declared legit by Deadline. Um, Reveals that they are looking to cast Ryan Wilder. um, Who will be a uh, female, mid to late 20s, of any ethnicity. Which is good. Also good at this. Uh, She's described as uh, likable, messy. Can you hear fireworks?
0: Yeah, they're on this end. They're on my end as well. Oh my god. For those who don't know, we live about a 15 minute walk apart.
1: Fucking weird.
0: Um, and it's not Thursday, so it's not dickheads lighting off fireworks well, as part no. of a horrible... Um, yeah, as a horrible countrywide propaganda that started out as a lovely sentiment and has turned into the government's way of making us all think yeah. that we're doing our part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but enough about...
1: Um, that was weird. Enough about Sorry. that. We've been. We've it's been, Ryan Wilder. It's, it's Ryan, Ryan Wilder. Uh, <laughs> lighting off fireworks. So Ryan is... I've been as, cast. Oh. <laughs> She's described as likeable, messy, a little goofy and untamed... It's nothing like Kate Kane, the woman who wore the bat suit before her. Ah! And again, again, quoting from the casting call, we've got uh, with no one in her life to keep her on track. Ryan spent years as a drug runner, dodging the GCPD and masking her pain with bad habits. A girl who who would steal milk from an alley cat could also kill you with her bare hands. She's the most dangerous type of fighter, highly skilled and wildly wildly. Undisciplined, an out lesbian, athletic, raw, passionate, fallible, and very much not your stereotypical all American hero. Um, what, what I like about
0: this is that could have been a non obvious casting call had they just removed the term batsuit, yeah, uh, uh, thingy, was it Kate Kane, but again, it didn't mean and it, uh, and GCPD. Didn't if they just to said, be,
1: to be fair, it's only because yeah, yes. it got leaked.
0: Um, so is Ryan
1: Wilder our protagonist's name, or is it a pseudonym? That well, that's the going name that's for? on the Leeds casting call, but whether that'll be the name of the character in the show remains to be seen. Because they sometimes use placeholder names for this, but it doesn't seem like they're making any sort of um, play at secrecy. Uh, Has anyone else had the mantle
0: in the comic of that incarnation of Batman, not as far as I'm aware? So this is them going. Well, we have a whole sandbox to play in, and we're bringing a new spade.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested um, to see how it affects the the ongoing story arcs. Not that I know hmm. what they are, because I haven't watched any Batwoman. But I'll still be interested to see how it turns out and how people react to it. Um, they well, are... if Alice. If
0: Alice is the main baddie going forward, where's the dramatic weight compared to when it I think was Hush the, is the sister main, of the main going forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. It
1: seems to be the direction they're heading in, uh, and what they've been talking about. So, they are looking; they're actively looking to cast within the LGBTQ plus community, which is also good, more yep. representation. Massive,
0: massively uh,
1: uh, smart move as
0: far as representation yeah. goes.
1: So, hopefully, we'll get a a a, a cool actor for in that part, and you know, season season two of Batwoman will be. Cool, if not cooler. I know Stephanie Beatriz of Brooklyn 99 has expressed interest in taking on the role. So yes, there I we go. Saw that. There is that. Um, <laughs> you'd be mad not to. I think, but hey, what do I know? What do I know? Um You know many you things. Ago, go for someone up and coming. You know, it. It's a. It's a blank slate. Take a LGBTQ plus person of color make them a, a, a household name. Open this could this could be,
0: people. yeah, this could be a career maker for someone. And Ruby Rose then sort of by uh, just sort of progression of the show will have been a star maker for someone else. Cause there'll be mm. the people who get into the show cause they want to see Ruby Rose and they'll watch it and then they'll stick around. They'll watch the new person and go, Oh, they're really good. And it'll, you know, do that thing that, that Hollywood and and American TV sucks at doing the whole, like, well, if we don't, if we, put a name no one recognises in the lead, no one will see it. Interesting how all the names people recognise are white people. Yeah. All right, then. How about you make a star? In this case, yeah. they've decided to do that. So good on, good that, on them. That re- good on that, the CW. That, yeah, that really does need to change, so... And the fact that it's not Kate Kane, I think, is the main... But re- It's possible the main reason that they've decided not to make it Kate again is so that they can cast the net wider in terms of yeah. who visibly will be on screen. Let's make it Obviously, obviously, obviously if you just re. Yeah, if you were just recasting, because I don't think I'm not sure Ruby Rose's, uh, you know, like ethnicity and stuff, but like I'm sure if they were recasting the character, they'd just be trying to get somebody who looks like Ruby Rose. Yeah. Whereas now, it's oh, because it would, because it's one of those where it's like doesn't really matter who plays. Him, to be fair, but also it would be odd if suddenly the character completely changed ethnicity between seasons. You would go, that's a bit. That's a bit visually yeah. sort of distracting. It's gonna be. Um, I know that sounds weird. Other types of shows could get away with that, with there being like no problem. You just go, yeah, sure, whatever. I yeah. mean, the Catwomen in the original Batman TV series are all the same Catwoman. Um,
1: but one of them is Earth the Kit,
0: two of them course. are white, and one of them's black, and just why not? Because it doesn't really matter. But that's but that is a, a comedy series where celebrities play the villains, so it's yeah, like yeah. sure, whatever. Whereas in this, it would make people go, huh? So they've made the smart call mm-hmm. instead of having a difficult conversation. They've gone, this isn't difficult at all. Brand new character, open season for the right actor. Like we just meet somebody and we go, "She's amazing" or "They're amazing." Get them in this show now, yeah. and that's the right way to do it. Well done, CW
1: by Jingo. That's it, of course if they do follow through on that. But we, you know, one can no, only hope. I have to wait and see. Um, have to wait and see. Another bit of, of of insider casting leak, unconfirmed stuff. Oh, so apparently there's been some rumblings. Leah mis- Michelle.
0: There's a massive racist oh, who no. treated all of her black colleagues on Glee horribly.
1: We already knew that. Um, no, know. You know, <laughs> that's already out there. Uh, go to Twitter if you want the receipts. Um, yeah, it's so, uh, it, is, it is I mean, mm, oh, some sweet tea, some, <laughs> some sweet sweet some tea. Spicy takes. Uh, so <laughs> there's been rumours going around that the because of the production delays because of coronavirus and the COVID-19 outbreak that although we are going to get, pardon me. Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, WandaVision on Disney Plus this year, we're only going to mm-hmm. get half of it of each.
0: Oh, they've confirmed that they're doing it as like Series um,
1: 1A, it, Series 1A it's and then Series 1B later. It's not being oh. confirmed, it's going out there. But what is also going out about there is apparently Evan Peters mm. has recorded his role for WandaVision. Yeah. Well, the news there being that A, he was casted it in 2019, and B it has completed whatever filming he had on it. Yeah. So uh, again,
0: which I which either meant they found ways in social distancing
1: to yeah. do it, because no, it's entirely it, possible no, no, to, he w- to he shoot. Would have done it already before. the production, oh, so they,
0: production shut down. They, they, so they must be confirming it now because maybe it's about to be out there. In some way, out of their hands. It's because usually, usually Disney hold on to the surprises as long as they can. Yeah,
1: it's just it's just from the rumor mill, I think. Um, so it seems like he's in that in some fashion. People Why are, is that weird, Matt? That's weird because he's played Quicksilver, aka the Scarlet Witch's brother, in the Fox X Men films, but. Quicksilver. Where the
0: Scarlet Witch is a is a is uh, not his twin sister, but yeah. a tiny young girl in the household in the background in one
1: scene. Yeah.
0: And... But, yeah, he, he has played the role that Aaron Taylor-Johnson played right, in Age of and Ultron and, and was in the Disney version. Off. You didn't see uh, that going? Um, uh, um, hmm.
1: um, so that's interesting. I wonder what part of him Peters will be playing in WandaVision. If indeed... He's in it at all. One can only speculate.
0: Yes, especially after yesterday where he retweeted and liked a racist tweet and then immediately removed it once people started to point it out and put a tweet saying, oh, really sorry, guys, having not tweeted anything else about Black Lives Matter or the riots in two weeks.
1: Uh, Not a good look, Evan.
0: Not a good good look look. for uh, Evan Peeteers. But it will be interesting to see whether or not the. They're going there because who in the comics wiped out or well, first wiped out all most human life and made it a planet of mutants and then wiped out all mutant life, save for a few mutants Say in the House of M storyline.
1: It was, of course, Wanda Maximov, a.k.a. The Scarlet Witch. Uh, um, a- after
0: her reality warping powers were manipulated at first by her father and yeah. then sort of in tragedy by herself. This series is about Wanda Maximoff. Mm. Definitely looks like she's hopping realities in some way, because or shaping reality because she's talking to Vision and she's in several eras of like a sitcom style kind of household. I'm, I'm fascinated by what that show is going to be. Kat Dennings is in it as Darcy, who we last saw in the first two Thor movies, working with the team, Jane's team that look are looking at other dimensions, interdimensional travel, rifts between realities. So. Uh, and and this movie is uh, this film this TV series the events of it lead directly into Wanda's part of the story for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness which is about multiverses are Disney about to backdoor mutants into the MCU via a reality shifting event
1: possibly who could and say and they'll
0: probably they'll probably call them miracles and then they'll be like the racism faction where people refer to them as, no, they're not, they're mutants, they're abominations. Um, and that'll begin their version of, like, why there are suddenly mutants everywhere and why people are being aggressive about it.
1: I cannot want, again? What could only speculate?
0: Will we um, get a kick-ass one reunion between Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor-Johnson? Oh, Will they make out this time? Oh. Will they be Quicksilver each and make out? will anybody please give some validation to my David account? Listen,
1: Tumblr <laughs> wants to know. Um, this Sonic OC is mine. Do not use. But on the subject of things that no one asked and no one particularly wanted to know, uh, David ayer has been out there. Uh, oh, Christ. T- again, talking about... Does he have about... to go anywhere?
0: Can he, can he not be in lockdown for at least another three years? Well, can we go back and put him in lockdown in 2014 through 2016?
1: So... Of course, there's been talk about what, in the wake of the Snyder Cut of Justice League being announced, there's also been some talk about the apparently copious amounts of material that was cut from mm. Suicide Squad. David Suicide Squad. He's been out there saying, uh, yeah, no, we shot we shot loads of stuff. And um, again, this is quoting from David Ayer on Twitter. The first trailer nailed the tone and intention of the film I made. Methodical, Mm. layered, complex, beautiful, and sad. After the BVS review, Shell shocked the leadership at the time, and the success of Deadpool, my soulful drama... (laughs) Sorry. ...was was beaten into a, scare quotes, comedy. Um, And he said... This was was reshot because the tone was too dark. My first act was a normally constructed film. I took my inspiration from Christopher Nolan. There were real scenes with incredible acting between Jared and Margot Robbie. Joker was terrifying. Harley was complex. Uh, I don't believe you, David Ayer. I don't believe believe him at all. I don't believe you. I believe that some of the editorial control was taken out of his hands as a reaction. I I totally believe there is a pre-reshoots version of that footage and more besides. I just don't believe that it's as good as he thinks it is.
0: Yeah. 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 Suicide Squad uh, famously went through three different edits uh, during the production. David Ayer was working with the editors on it. And then Warner Brothers overtook, like people higher up overtook the editing process of the movie after Blackman vs. Superman. Then, after the trailer, uh, the, the trailer editing company Trailer House edited together the Bohemian Rhapsody trailer for Comic Cons, so, like bonkers. the second look at the film. Yeah. Um, that was the one that got everyone going, Oh, that that looks like it, us included, oh, that looks like it could be fun. Yeah. And we Warners wrong. went,
1: we so Yeah, Warners wrong.
0: went, so, so did all this. Trailer House, who make trailers would would you like to edit this movie for us we'll pay you monies so trailer house edited it and then what went to cinemas was apparently a blend of edit two and edit three and that's what we got um the extended cut is basically that with a few additional scenes put back in like a few more harley and joker scenes and that's it. But ever since Jared Leto and David Ayer, in particular, have been claiming that there is hours of Joker and Joker and Harley footage. Why? They've never made Why it in. would you
1: shoot hours of Joker and Harley footage? Why? Especially when
0: Leto's Joker is so abysmally stupid. Like I just, there's that bit in the extended footage. I've only ever watched extracts of it. I've never, I've never bought, I've never brought myself to the point of buying it for curiosity's sake. Well, there's a bit where he's talking to Harley about who he is and it's set just before that chase uh, in the flashback, in, in the purple Lamborghini. Um oh, God. Where he... <laughs> the only, I would argue the only bad tie-in song to that film, the rest of the soundtrack, the album soundtrack, is pretty damn solid. Yeah, but um, uh, were, were any of the other songs actually written for the film? <laughs> the only one was Heathens by 21 Pilots, which is a better... That song is a better Suicide Squad adaptation... Than anything in the film, that song actually kind of feels like it's about a bunch of killers and and vile people who, at a moment's notice, would just turn around and snap your neck rather than ask you for the time. Being forced to live together and work together, and and basically like if all my friends, mm. all my friends are heathens, take it slow, you know, um, all that stuff. It's it's great, and the the video is just eerie, and it's like holy shit. Tonally, this is what Suicide Squad should have been. This, with a dark sense of humour woven Mm. throughout, should have been Suicide Squad. And instead it wasn't. It was, you know, we're not the bad guys. It's like, But you're meant to be. That's why this is meant to stand out. Um, I don't believe for a minute there is footage of the Joker that will convince me Leto gave a good performance. I don't believe for a second that Will Smith's dead shot had any pathos beyond what was in the film. Like, which was just, yeah, he kills people, but he's got a daughter, man. And that's basically his whole thing. Like, he's got a daughter, man. It's like, what the hell? Like, don't worry about it. Batman. Batman is going to beat him up in front of his daughter. Um, You know, because these filmmakers get this stuff apart. It's
1: just not great, is it? It's just not great.
0: It's bad. Um, They gave us Margot Robbie, who is fine in Suicide Squad and then we got the the Gal Gadot with Patty Jenkins treatment of Margot Robbie went yeah I want to be in a film that's not shit as this character so I'll I'll produce it and we got Birds of Prey which was just joyous and so much fun and you know was was yes it was kind of Deadpool again yeah yeah but I have no problem with reliving 2016's Deadpool for the first time again if it's with the character as compelling as, as Robbie as Harley Quinn in that film. Yeah. And and the supporting cast who become the Birds of Prey, like you know, there's, uh, just, David Ayer, Let it lie. Go and make something else. All right. You made um, Fury, and we all went. Oh. All I remember, right. I
1: remember getting. I remember him getting some props early on for End of Watch.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. The the uh well maybe not recommend that one right now, folks. Yeah, don't, it's not uh, don't watch that one right now. But um ugh. but again, yeah, it was it was one of those like this guy's an inventive filmmaker, this is really visceral, this is really an, an entertaining premise. He's, it was it was one of those films during the hidden the hidden. It was one of those films during the um oh what the hell is it called? The something The found footage era. Yeah, not the hidden camera. The found footage era the that hidden dared camera to do era. something Yeah. That dared to do something a bit different. In this case, it's the chess cams of the police yeah, on comes. this particularly bad night. Um, so, you know, that was different. Fury was just very visceral, and he gave a lot of actors that hadn't really done that kind of movie a chance to do that kind of movie. People like Shia LaBeouf and Brad Pitt hadn't done anything sort of that hard-hitting in a while, and it was like, good on you. This is different. Okay. And then he gave a Suicide Squad, and we went, the fuck are you on? Don't forget and sabotage. Ba- openly, but I I'd forgotten that one. Oh my Ugh. god. You should. It's so fucking bad. He, o- he openly badmouthed the uh distinguished competition at the Suicide Squad premiere yeah. in front of thousands of people in a way that was like, Well, that's just childish and weird. Yeah.
1: And well, then oh, wait. Um, It's Dave yeah. Mayer.
0: Of course it's childish and weird. And then he and then he made bright. So there you go. Uh, a film so bad that everyone involved in the creative process has blamed it on the other person involved in the creative process. Yeah and yet netflix yeah. is still making a second one without aya and, and and this bleh. but yeah. you know still it's like why are you making another one what does david aya have on you <laughs> that means that means you have to make another one with him as a exec producer well i i uh, no just don't give
1: us any more cuts guess what else they're making another one of chris oh god the wolfman oh fuck off <laughs> The classic
0: Universal horror movie from the the, the 30s that works its magic and does its job and has been homaged, parodied, and readapted for generations. And Then Universal decided they wanted to sort of subtly kick off a monster movie franchise in the 2000s, so they gave us The Wolfman in 2010. Mm -hmm. During production, there were plans for it to be attached to a different film or they were going to do a follow-up that was like... Basically, Abbott and, Costello, Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, but without Abbott and Costello. So they were basically going to do a, a, a Wolfman meets Frankenstein's monster story.
1: Um, They've been trying to get this stat universe thing off the ground for a long time, because, haven't they? Because
0: at the same time, they were touting the, the Van Helsing interconnected films. They were talking about that. Not, not connected to the Hugh Jackman film. Uh, then that became Dracula Untold, which they then said, this is going to be the first in a series. Dracula was told. Be- the game has begun, or whatever which it is, Charles says. Yeah, which which tells the story of Vlad the Impaler and demons, and then what tries to make him sympathetic? And then called at the, the end, Impaler! Yeah, and then at the end, they tease that the story of Dracula is going to happen basically like on a swanky New York street in the 2010s. And then that film didn't do great, Although it gave Luke Evans a much-needed boost, which is good. So we can thank it for that, because he's Yeah, bloody. that guy's all right, yeah. And then The Mummy, 2017, was the first, like, this is the beginning of our interconnected
1: cinematic universe. It was also the end of our interconnected cinematic universe.
0: The other day was the third anniversary of that press shot oh, from 2017 of, like, the cast of the upcoming films. All in different <laughs> rooms. Yeah, and one of them not even there. Like they didn't yeah. even get Angelina Jolie to do a shot for that
1: uh, for that picture. She probably knew that ship um, was going down before they even got that far. Yeah. She was like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still contracted to do this, but by the time it comes around, I'll find a way to get out of it.
0: So here they are with, and it'll be out 11 years after the previous iteration, The Wolfman. The Wolfman. Again.
1: Starring. Which you may as well call it that. Starring Ryan Gosling.
0: Yeah, which makes me think he's getting frustrated waiting for Disney to let Guillermo del Toro's Haunted Mansion film happen. So he's yeah. like, "I'm just going to do another horror. I'll well, do another
1: horror somewhere else." Apparently, he he pitched this oh, to Universal, and and then Lauren Sugar Bloom and Rebecca Angelo uh, wrote the script based on his pitch, and they're okay. calling, and they're now looking for a director. Good uh, creative team. It is is believed to be set in present times and it would be akin to the Jake Gyllenhaal thriller Nightcrawler, but with a sci-fi twist.
0: The Wolfman's not sci-fi, though. It's horror. That makes it more compelling. It's it's just visceral and scary. I'm just repeating
1: what Variety reported. Yeah, I don't want this. Um, I like Gosling. I don't want this. It's not going to be a Dark Universe film, because that's dead. They're not looking to do interconnected films anymore. (laughs) Ha ha! But,
0: oh, they say that, but they'll film a mid credit sequence, and based on test yeah, audiences, yeah. they'll put the mid credit sequence in um, and, te- and
1: tease that it's connected to the Blumhouse Invisible Man or something like that. Because the current the current state of affairs at Universal is that they've got a Dracula movie in development with director Karen Kasuma. Paul Feig is working on Dark Army, which is which sounds like a basically Monster, of the monster squad. squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, James Wan is producing a Frankenstein movie, so okay. they have got stuff going with those properties. But they've clearly moved away from the Dark Universe because that don't was going to be so good. I, I don't want. I just don't want. I, I don't just, want. I don't want. I don't want any of them.
0: I'm not interested. I don't want. I don't want. Um, uh, uh speaking yeah, of just, speaking of yeah. don't
1: want and not interested, I might have to see Scoop. Why is that? Because I found out some stuff about Scoob, mm. which constitutes story spoilers, and it sounds like one of those things where I just I might need to see this to see if it's as batshit crazy as it sounds. I I don't think anyone listening to this is going to be
0: worried about spoilers for Scoob. So, but subtle spoiler warning for Scoob twenty twenty. Oh no, I'm going to
1: spoil the shit out of Scoob twenty twenty. Okay, assuming here we
0: that, go. Assuming that what I've read and heard is accurate. I I think we've read a lot of the same stuff, but I, it's had the opposite effect on me.
1: Go ahead. So, after the whole Scooby Meets Shaggy stuff, there's a ten year time skip. Yeah, and it's the and it's the you know it's mystery. Incorporated. Mystery, incorporated. Good old mystery
0: Inc. Yeah, best version of Scooby Doo by the way, the TV series Mystery Incorporated. It's amazing, serialized, Lovecraftian horror. It's so good.
1: So Dick Dastardly is trying to open a gate to the Underworld so he can rescue the soul of Mutley, who was trapped there after they tried to steal the treasure of the Underworld. And apparently Scooby-Doo is the only dog who can open the portal because he's the last descendant of Alexander a the Cerberus Great's dog. Cerberus or something. Yeah. Something yeah do Cerberus, Cerberus is in his, it. Um, Captain Caveman's yeah. in it.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't He doesn't act like Captain Caveman at all. He just, um, he just talks like Tracy Morgan and... and Yeah, the movie is Uh, the reason. The reason I think you're excited about it, which is the batshit mentalness of too many cooks and how they've done this, is the thing that's putting me off. Because everything I've read about it is also it's it's them trying to do a Hanna Barbera cinematic universe, but pretending it's a Scooby Doo movie. At one point, there is there is no there is no Scooby Doo in its DNA at all. Scooby and Shaggy are just
1: there. Scooby and Shaggy. Who are fired from Mystery Inc. by Simon Cowell because they're not Simon Cowell?
0: Enough. Why does he keep showing up in family what entertainment? I don't understand it. Like it's he's become the go-to for this is the hit. Per- this is the PR guru character. Lucy today, while doing her office, was watching Simpsons on Disney Plus. Oh god! And she got up to an episode where it was about Maggie. They they learned that Maggie has a higher IQ than Lisa, and Lisa begins to feel like really inadequate. But the, the the talent scout person in it who deals with it is played by and designed after Simon Cowell, and this is like yeah. 2003. And I was like, yeah. has it really been nearly 20 years where people use him as a short? He's in like Postman Pat the movie.
1: Yeah, he's in it's a lazy. shitload of stuff. It's lazy is what he's, in is. Sh- he's in the he's
0: sh- in the the Shrek two dance party like <clears throat> uh, mini movie thing. It's like what is this?
1: Still doing it in scoobies,
0: Just have you seen his design? No, all of the characters in it are slightly stylized looking. Yeah, some for him. Oh God! Yeah, he he. They try make they try make it look like him. Mm. It's really really weird. So he basically goes right, Shaggy and Scooby, like you're dragging the aesthetic of the group down because yet again, Velma is basic nerd that they low key make fun of. Yeah, her friends low key make fun of. Daphne is just slightly vapid and a bit actiony. And Fred is a uh, vain, like e boy, basically. I don't. You like, know. I don't like you know, any of that. Those three character traits that they have never been, but for some reason, every adaptation that's beyond the cartoons kind of makes them that.
1: I think. I, I think you're talking about. I, I
0: enjoy this. the two. I enjoy the 2002 movie. It's bullshit, but I enjoy it. It is. It's utter bullshit, but I do enjoy it. And for some reason, in that Velma's Velma, but she's a bit wet. Do you know what I mean? She's not quite. I beg it to steady on. Woo! She's a bit like she's a bit of a wet lettuce. She's she's you know a bit meeker than Velma actually is. Velma's a proper Velma's Jeez. the one who literally Velma's the one who walks right up to the damn monster at the end and rips their face off. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. like, it was th- it was this old twat, send him to jail. Like it was she's Jimmy not re- Savile
1: the whole time.
0: Yeah, oh god. <laughs> she's like she's like that but sort of low key in, in the films. Linda Cardellini does a great job, but it's not Velma. Oh
1: god, yeah, it's Linda uh, Cardellini, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller and they cast Linda Cardellini solely on the basis, not because she was, you know, and still is, a a talented comedic performer who could absolutely pitch a film to a younger audience. Mm. They cast her because, isn't it funny that Velma's hot when she takes her glasses off? Like, that's (laughs) the joke. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what is this? It's so played out, isn't it?
1: It's
0: so stupid. Sarah Michelle Gellar Gellar is wonderful in the movie, but they basically make Daphne a kung fu idiot. Like, that's the the, Kung fu idiot! The, the, plot, the plot... exactly Her entire story arc is she's a bit of an idiot, but in the time that they're away... Because in all adaptations as well, they all break up as well. It's like a common trope of adaptations outside of the cartoons. um In the time they spend away from each other in the Scooby-Doo movie, mm. she learns... Like she becomes a black belt in Kung Fu, Karate, like all these martial arts. So she can have a fight scene toward the end. And it's like, okay, sure. But what makes Daphne Daphne is she's super resourceful. She's charmingly ditzy, but she's not an idiot. Uh, like, that's Daphne. Um, she's the one who, like, you know, everything's gone to shit and they're trapped in something. She's like, wait a minute. She's reaches into a bag and pulls out a hairpin. They're like, what are we going to do with that? she just bend it once, reveal it, and it's a goddamn skeleton cage. She's like, this will work. They're like, oh, my uh, God, you're amazing. She's like, I don't know. you know, like that's her character. She's not an idiot. It's just... Ugh. And then Fred, in every adaptation, they make him this weirdly vain character. Who's like proper vain.
1: I think I think and they, they've got the They do super, that in this
0: one too. I think there's, got there's, the there's Superman a bit of a man
1: thing where they're worried about him being bland. So they have to give put some spin on him.
0: But again, the charm of Fred is that he's just completely wholesome. Yeah. He's wholesome as shit. He's on top of it. He's like the big brother and the dad of the group. And for one of them, the daddy of the group. Oy. Um and, and Mystery Shaggy. Incorporated play Mystery Incorporated plays <laughs> on the, you know. <laughs> don't don't make me don't make me bring fred out because i will mystery incorporated plays on the for those at home i just lifted a fred action figure up to camera um mystery incorporated plays on the idea that fred is like you know i why why are you this straight laced and they sort of go into it and and like it's all been about impressing his mom and dad and all this stuff and you know none of it's a lie but it's all sort of oh my god he just he just wants them to realize that he loves that 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 he loves them and really really gay (laughs) <laughs> for daphne oh, wait a minute yeah um oh and sh- shaggy always seems to be done right in every incarnation but in this one the common complaint is that will forte as funny as will forte is just ain't it chief like he just ain't it chief it ain't shaggy it I mean, ain't like shaggy
1: things will forte
0: <laughs> no but it's that whole thing of like uh, like like his voice in this is just sort of it's like five percent the character voice you'd recognise. Yeah. Anyone anyone could do an impression of Shaggy and they'd hit five or six little traits in their voice and you'd go, that's Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Will Forte's like, he's hitting like one of them and that's what it is for the whole film. And there's the whole board played out, friends split up and then these two are best buds but then they split up because this one's doing this thing and this one's doing this thing. And the whole film becomes a Blue Falcon movie.
1: With yeah, Dynamite. that's weird. But, hey. And it's
0: not Blue Falcon, it's the son of Blue Falcon played by Mark Wahlberg, so you know that performance is going to be good.
1: Alright, moving um, on. Uh...
0: Yeah, it's, it's just... The, the only things I've heard about it that are like, this is really good, is the animation is beautiful. Like It's that Warner Brothers CGI thing they've done for the last few years starting with Storks, where the animation of their CGI operates on the 2D logic. And it just, as a result, it's fluid. It's really pretty. Hmm. the The slapstick is excellent. The direction is really good. They, they're making use of the angles and the character silhouettes to play it up. There's one, there's one shot in in the trailer and stuff of Dick Dastardly whipping off this disguise, and he this this he's got this kind of hunched over frame. He's he's looking a bit more swole than he did in his wacky races days. Yeah, I'll but bet. he's like, he, but he's like filling the frame, and it's on a weird Dutch angle, and it's like that looks great. Uh, Jason Isaacs is apparently really entertaining as Dick Dastardly.
1: Well me surprised. It's fucking Jason yeah. Isaacs.
0: It's weird. It's, well, that was that was the first sign to me that it was going to be weird when they said the film is going to be Scooby-Doo and the gang and a brand new animated adventure as they fight Dick Dastardly. And I was like, right, it's going to be a cinematic crossover. They're going to be... They're trying to start a universe.
1: And you know Why what? else would you put Dick you Dastardly
0: right. in it from Wacky Races and stop uh, catch the pigeon? Why is he the villain of the Scooby-Doo movie? What is going on? That's the whole film, apparently. It's just trying to start up something. Um... There are references to Hong Kong Fui. Uh it just
1: it's it, it, gotta uh, be a different character to do nowadays.
0: Yeah, well just don't do him. Yeah. <laughs> just don't do well, him. one don't.
1: Yeah. yeah. There we go. It's, that's the that's the Hong Kong Fui uh, reboot sorted. Just don't but I I
0: I got I I fell down I think the same rabbit
1: hole you did of just going wait what
0: and yeah. trying to read and watch more for this one well I because I, 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 I do it because I I do I do love that property I love it a lot and was, I'm like I hope this film's okay let me see if it's
1: worth me buying or renting I was listening the to my, more brother, heard... my brother and me and they were <laughs> talking about it and they started getting into the wild shit and I was like this is just them doing a bit because Kanish be right. was like. This movie sounds weird. I was like, no, it's just them doing a bit. It's it's just them doing a bit. then a couple of days later, because it was gnawing at Keeks, she looked it up and was like, no, everything they said actually happens in the film. (laughs) I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh shit. It's like, this
0: is real. This is, they weren't bullshitting. This is an actual
1: thing. Although it does raise the Um, question, if Shaggy has to stay behind in the underworld to let Scooby free,
0: (laughs) dogs don't live that
1: long. And And they've known each other for at least 10 years how yeah. much how much is how Scooby got left in it? but that's the other thing how as well in it, but they don't live
0: in it they're only forever in it they are so mystery incorporated the tv series uh assumes that the, the episodes of Scooby-Doo Where Are You so the original series they happened they all happened across this one summer between their um between uh, their year and their senior year of high school. That must have been a busy ass summer. Oh, it was a busy ass summer. They were they were out sleuthing like motherfuckers. And then Mystery Incorporated is like, right, it's the last year of school. They've got to come back and get this done. It's gonna suck being without mysteries. And then this thing starts to rear its head in, in the city they live in, in the seaside town they live in. It's like, wait, hang on. And they begin to delve into it and mm. it's a bit it's a bit ghost of the week formula for like the first half of season one. But more and more clues eke out until eventually it becomes a full on like, no, there's a there's a freaking conspiracy going on in this town and we need to figure it out. And it it it's great. And it doesn't like many before it, like Wolverine and the X-Men and Spectacular Spider-Man. It doesn't get to finish the way it wanted because oh, it didn't yeah. get a, it didn't get a third season. But they wrap up as much as they can at the end of series two and then leave it open for. And if we finally get to tell these stories, here's the thread fingers bloody crossed and then they went into talks to have some of the original dvd animated movies um be turned into a couple of films of mystery incorporated to wrap up mystery incorporated but as of this year it has yet to happen um but they did and those the next, and the next crossovers. iterations on yeah well there's All right. um <laughs> yeah, well that's it that's in the vein of the 70s stuff and of yeah, like yeah. crossover with the harlem Glo- globe trotters and everything but it, it's it, yeah it's just weird that there's multiple ones um but like so this film also basically says that scooby-doo where are you happened and that's why they're doing the time like, skip. the good pr and stuff yeah, yeah. And, and during the time skip they show um they basically recreate the animated series the original show's
1: Titles.
0: Oh, so like Scooby and Shaggy in and the barrel, like barrel along, and bump, they bump into something. They look up, and there's the radioactive ghost looking down at them, and all like, oh. oh, and all that stuff. And I've seen footage of that. And it's like that's beautiful. Why is that not the movie? Because that looks great and would be fun. But also, it assumes, and this is its biggest crime, according to a lot of the fans, it assumes you know everything about these characters already. It assumes that you know who Scooby, Shaggy, Fred, velmer and Daphne are. Inside Out. It assumes that you know who Dick Dastardly and Muttley are, that you know who the Blue Falcon is. And it's like, look, that'd work if this was one of those crossover specials of the cartoons in the 70s. Yeah. Because kids then absolutely knew who all these characters were. Kids these these days only know the Scooby-Doo characters.
1: Yes, like, a lot of those properties have been dormant for
0: decades. When was the last time you saw anything Wacky Races? (laughs) Pfft. When was the last time you saw the blue? Fa- I had to. When I first saw the trailer, I had to be like, "Why does the blue falcon ring a bell?" I had to look him yeah, up and be I, like, I, I, "Oh yeah, he's I'm from like that same of that era of existence,
1: like." But I don't think I've actually that- seen anything with them in. He's
0: from that same era of like Space Ghost, and yeah and, uh, okay, right. That, but also, I, guess I think that's a lot who of the Barbera
1: stuff wasn't as much of a thing over here. Like nobody knows what the fuck Space Ghost is over here. Do,
0: do you it's know a the very Funky American Phantom thing?
1: Do you, do you know the Funky Phantom? It rings a bell, but I couldn't tell you what they look like.
0: Exactly, like Hanna Barbera did Scooby Doo. They struck gold. They made a shitload of cartoons about teenage sleuths of various sort of like descriptions and and and, and social circles hanging out with weird critters or or freaky characters going on mystery solving. Exploring. There's there's a bloody shark. There's there's one with a gorilla. There's one with a talking buggy. Like, it's there's a shitload of these things. Captain Caveman is, is, like, the most sort of famous outside of Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Captain Caveman I've
1: come across before.
0: But again, that what was that show? Teens, like, searching mysteries. Not horror-themed, but, like, mysteries. And Captain Caveman was with them, because why not? Just... Uh, yeah. D- uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but, I mean, we're, we grew up with some of these cartoons. A kid watching this new film is going to know sod all, except maybe Scooby-Doo himself. Yeah. yeah. What a weird, weird thought. And how the hell are you going to carry on these crossovers, motherfuckers? Some of your biggest named characters, oh, I don't know, live in the freaking prehistoric era. And the only other big named Hanna-Barbera characters live in the far distant motherfucking future. Yep. How are you going to do any of this, Hanna-Barbera? Slash Warner Brothers, like it doesn't make any sense. Just do a Scooby Doo film, do a Captain Caveman film, do a, a Flintstones film or a Jetsons film, and then go. Do you know what? Let's do a mashup one at the end of it all. Why not? Do that. Yep. Don't just fill your Scooby Doo movie with all the cinematic universe bullshit that no other studio have learnt their lesson from yet. But then again, these guys would have started working on this like four years ago, so. They didn't see the dark. They didn't see the start and end of the dark universe. So. Oh Christ!
1: Just depressing, isn't it?
0: I yeah. love, I love how the Avengers is a flawless like uh, attempt at this formula, and yet is responsible for so much cinematic bullshit <laughs> because of lazy execs not having a creative bone in their body. Speaking and trying of bullshit, to mimic the success. Oh, let's do the emails.
1: Okay. Um, um <laughs> week that was a beautiful segue. They're not they're not what? bullshit. I'm really i I'm really sorry I brought up Scoob now. that is not all I wanted to go down. I just thought this'll be a funny bit. And then we went down and beat Panabibera. I hole. I
0: wanna I wanna save you some money, Matt. I wanna save you some money. Don't
1: watch Scoob. Oh, I was gonna wait for it to come on streaming. Like I'm not gonna fucking pay for it. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm not mad. R- oh. What and besides,
0: role? the sh- the shaggy in that film isn't the otherworldly all-powerful being that uh, we all know he actually is.
1: Yeah,
0: like so. I'm only using ten percent of my power, man.
1: <laughs> this I could crush in. I could crush you like a flea. This one comes in from Dan. He says, "Hey, Dan, hello, big Dan brothel. Ah. Uh, I hope you're doing all right in this weird time, and I'm glad you enjoyed How- the quiz I put Sp- together." Well, speaking of, Dan, how do brothels work in the era of
0: social distancing?
1: Slowly. Um, I heard in one of the previous episodes about the new Brian and May Doctor Who figures uh, and their release date. Oh, Um, Brian and May, that famous store. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Biscuits and Melancholy. Uh, I was very jazzed indeed when I saw what we were getting, but I also thought it was a bit silly releasing them as soon as I reckon the people obsessed with them getting them ASAP, and there's a lot of them. We'll probably be going mm. to the store purely for that set. The last wave, I heard, staff didn't know when they were being delivered to each store and then put on the shelves. And I feel like now isn't the time for them to be asked constantly, like last time. Old man yells at cloud. Let's move on. Yeah, doesn't that's a fair point Dan, Actually, I right. I
0: think I think Slightly. character option character options or whoever it was who released the statement should have made a point of saying these will be released later
1: this year yeah. and just
0: tell everybody stay the fuck home. Right be here now.
1: when they're here because they really the only people they're telling. Uh, by announcing the release, the only people that are going to definitely get hold of them are the scalpers. Yeah. Because they'll just be fucking, they'll be there first thing in the morning on that day. Um, Staring,
0: staring at the tiny plastic Romana's going, I'll be there for you. I'll resell you for 90 quid. I'll be there for you. They better not be, because it's the first time in Forever where I actually want two of the sets. Mm. I want the unit set and I want the companions of the fourth doctor set, and then I'm done.
1: Yeah, I'm happy then. That's not that. I want me look, a Benton. Those are a lot of the <laughs> figures that people would have wanted to start with when they started doing classic figures, but yeah. they stretched it out for so long. It was understandable, but you know, it's toys, 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 They're, toys. Speaking they had toys, to wait until
0: there were enough reusable body parts.
1: <laughs> um, I managed to catch Bumblebee on TV not too long ago, and it <laughs> blows the rest of the Transformers films out of the fucking water. And oh my God, that Cybertron sequence! So, thank you, Matt, for recommending it on the podcast. Uh, my question is: What would you do if you were in control of the new Transformers, of this new Transformers franchise, or making a new one? How would you plan the movies, TV show, e.g., MCU style of fire films leading up to a Big Mother or a Cybertron prequel, etc., etc.? Would you make them live action or animated? I'm very interested to hear your ideas. Um, before we get to that. Lastly, have either of you seen the latest offering from the Russo brothers that is Extraction? Brutal violence, but I found it very engaging all the th- all the way through. Thank you for continuing to do the show. It's always been one of the highlights of my week, and now I'm more glad than ever to hear you beautiful bastards wax lyrical about BS. Lots of big damn love. <laughs> Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, um, Dan
0: Dan, the Dan first, Dan man.
1: First off, I haven't seen Extraction, although I hear it's good. And I... It's the, ne- it the Netflix... Sequel? Original, right? Or? Yeah. With, uh, or Hemsworth. with... Yeah. Um... So, but yeah, I should check that out. Um, Transformers, what would I do? Um, I'd make it fun,
0: you'd make a feature length version of Uh, the TV commercials for the toys, yes.
1: Uh, It'd just be
0: kids, it'd just be kids next to sandboxes staring down the barrel of the camera, going,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd take. I definitely take character and narrative cues from the IDW comics that came out between two thousand and six and two thousand and eighteen, I think. Although, as the, although, has the license we, reverted, no, they rebooted it. Oh, for right. no particular okay. reason, <laughs> uh. <laughs> they rebooted it. They they restarted it with uh, a whole new. Uh, creative team and it's gone back to pre-war Cybertron, the rise of the Decepticons and all that stuff. Like uh, The rise of the Decepticons arc was about to start when the, the outbreak hit. So those issues are still not released yet. Um, but it was about to kick off. Uh, so yeah, particularly the second half of it, what is what was called by IDW phase two. So that's the, the mother meets the eye, robots in disguise stuff. Which later <laughs> me, I'm gonna hit you through this phone the next time you do that.
0: <laughs> uh, Ow!
1: Um, so right on my allspark. <laughs> um, you hit me in the wit wikis. I think it should be live action, but yeah. more focus on um, the. The robots Ooh. as characters, and mm-hmm. probably have them done by mocap. Yeah. So do it. So do it. Sort of fusion of, of Lord of the Rings style, where it's they're done separately, but they're done with mocap to scale with the human actors.
0: Okay, that makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, um, and then all because then also would you go for a realistic style for the vehicle designs
1: and stuff or would you go for that more Bumblebee-esque stylized look oh i think bumblebee did struck a really nice balance between the the sort of g1 accurate designs and the and the bay movie designs i would go yeah. i would carry on in that vein but go a bit more towards the make them make them make them look a bit more human um yeah probably, yeah. A, little, probably so, a little blockier
0: more take I... a leaf from from the detective pikachu book of like why why try to make these things look hyper realistic this isn't the real world it's a film where these are talking robots like yeah. let's let's let them be cartoony I think to an extent
1: what bumblebee did really well that none of the other films do well is they focus on one transformer and one human mm. character and the relationship between those two and that's the yeah. core of it and i think you could build on that um, if you were going to make more in that vein, um, I think having a sort of teenaged main character and then bond with one of the Autobots, is, I think it's a really good starting place. It makes sense for it to be Bumblebee because he's become the sort of face of the franchise in the wake of um, the Bay, the films. Bay movies. And, and to be fair, he was in the original G1 cartoon as it developed the the main sort of human Transformer friendship was spike and bumblebee yeah um because he was the smallest and he was you know the the sort of young one of the of the group he was small um, boy yeah small boy um so <laughs> he's small boy I'd, I'd also be tempted to do it as a period to keep it as a period piece yeah set it in the 80s because then you have all that 80s if you're gonna go if you're gonna do Transformers, you should be aiming for nostalgia. And if you're aiming for nostalgia, you're aiming for 80s Transformers. And if you're aiming for 80s Transformers, set the film in the eighties and have them transform into things that they transformed into in the eighties. You know. Like, in the bloody eighties. Yeah, do your do your flat-nosed uh Optimus Prime truck that like you got in the Bumblebee movie. Do your do your VW Beetle. Do your um Soundrave as a tape deck. And he has cassettes. Do that. You know, do yeah. Do the jet do do Starscream is a proper jet and he's a whingy screaming queen who wants to take power from Megatron like do that. Make them make the robots characters, which is what they didn't do in the Bay movies. That I think that's the most important thing is make the Transformers actual characters who do and want things. Hmm. Um I think Bumblebee did a better job at doing that than the other ones did. Like even look at Shatter and Dropkick, the two Decepticons in that, they yeah. had a relationship and a banter and a, a a sort of they you could feel their sort of history between yeah. them from the dialogue that they had and they and they had personalities and they bounced off each other. Um, whereas Solo, like in the first movie, none of the Decepticons even speak English, like apart from Megatron. Like, it's all, like, subtitled cyber babble. Yeah, it's all, like, subtitled cyber bullshit. And Megatron's the only one of the Decepticons who actually speaks English, if I remember correctly.
0: I didn't even remember that.
1: That's and, the, mental. and the Autobots don't really speak dialogue. They just speak in sentences.
0: Catchphrases. Yeah. And, and, or
1: attempted catchphrases, things like that. And the voice performances are just very... Even Peter Cullen is just very stilted. They don't yeah. feel like they're part of the world, which is why I also think Bumblebee was quite good by keeping Bumblebee mute, which is not a thing I'm in love with, but by keeping him mute, it meant you actually had to treat him as a character, which, they, to be fair, they'd done in previous Transformer movies, but... Mm.
0: Like they, they had, they, their focus was, uh, you yeah. take away dialogue, you have to put more work into his direction, his behaviour... Yeah. His um, animation. Yeah. They
1: used the radio stuff for that in the in the Bay movies to the point where it was just obnoxious. Whereas they yeah. actually make him emote in in the Bumblebee movie. Mm. And it, which they had to do because which they could do because they'd redesigned the face. And redesigned his body for it to Completely allow for that. Yeah. Yeah. Complete
0: um, complete plutonic reversal. Total Plutonic so, Reversal.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd do. Um Transformers, I have thoughts.
0: More Uh, explosions, but more explosions, right? Yeah, more explosions, explosions, right?
1: Do some explosions.
0: Set it in the eighties.
1: Go for the nostalgia trip. Have teenagers getting involved in things bigger than they are. Don't make crass jokes all the time. Fuck off. Um, This one comes in from our Doctor Who person Sam. Hey, talk to person, Sam. Yeah, I really don't have courage. Says, "Hello, my lovely boys." So, target books. Hey,
0: hey, Sam, Sam, Sam. I'm sorry,
1: Sam. I've got to stop you there.
0: Don't assume we're lovely.
1: No, we're not. Um, we're terrible people. Target books. He got a copy of *The Mind of Evil* by Terence Dix. He sent us a picture of it. He said, "Terence Dix." I would have given him a big hug, but I don't get to do that. Terence uh, Dix. Ah. ah. <laughs> Thanks, 2020, or is it 2019? <laughs> I don't know. Can you recommend more... (laughs) Sorry, I just realised how stupid that was to stay with. Terrence Diggs. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Can you recommend more Target books? Marco Polo would be good, but it's so much money. Um, So recommend me Target books. Hope you're well, and I will see you next week. Uh, Also, they sent in um, a follow-up with the teaser for Fury from the Deep. Yeah, yeah. And... That's it. Uh, How dare you make it that simple? Came in. Um, Target books. Target books. Target books. I can't remember the last target book I read. I know you're quite a fan of the new, particularly the new Rose and Day Day the Doctor ones. You've you've sung sung their praises many times before. Um, Um, I have done terrible things to them, and I imagine I imagine they're a lot cheaper than a lot of the old vintage ones are. Um yeah, I don't really have particularly fond memories of of any target books in particular like I don't hate them, but they're, they're fine, I heard
0: that you said I heard that you set them on fire for amusement.
1: Yeah, yeah, or a big stack of Marco Polos and I just set them on fire. Now, um my dad's got a pretty comprehensive collection of target novelizations, but I've not really I think he's been ploughing through them while he's been on lockdown but it's not I never, a bad thing. I not a bad really, thing to plow through, really. No. I never really bothered with a lot of them. The one... I do remember reading the Curse of Fenric one a couple of times because that was before mm-hmm. I'd seen the story. And I didn't really have sense. a reference point for... At that point, for Seven or Ace. Because I didn't have any of their stuff on VHS at the time.
0: So that was um, your intro to, to yeah. them. Yeah.
1: And then also going from that into the, some of the early Virgin New Adventures. Um, and that was a later one, Curse of Fenric, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I mean, not none of I don't have like strong memories of, of any of them enough to be like, check out this one. People speak quite fondly of the ones that Ian matter adapted. Um, and also, I think the Seventh Doctor ones are generally quite well regarded, especially the ones that were sort of expansions of. Stories that were curtailed for TV, like Curse of Fenric, like mm. Ghostlight. Um, but yeah, I couldn't, I, I couldn't give you any more recommendations than that, really. What about you, Christoph?
0: Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, Actually, it's been a while since I've read any of the classic ones. I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. Doctor Who and the Auton Invasion is a fave, but that's cuz I'm a huge fan of Spiro from Space. So the novel adaptation is, you know, it's it's my jam, baby. Um the novelization of Survival is
1: pretty damn solid. Yeah. Well that one like
0: It delves more into the suburbia
1: of it all. That was written by Ronald Monroe as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He, so it, he it's scripted it, it's... so written by the writer, which is they so often they weren't yeah, and um, it works very well.
0: I, I have fond memories of reading The Three Doctors, but I don't own it, so I'm not sure where I read it. Hmm. It must have been Love, but it's over now. No, it must have been uh, the school library or something, but I recall reading it. So, and that was Terrence, I think. Uncle Terence. Yeah. Lovely Uncle Terrence. Terence Terrence, Yes. Terran uh Dick the Cabin Boy, and Roger the main Roger the, main thale, oh, the Cabin Boy. Oh, dear me. Oh, Teroyance. So, yeah, but I don't yeah. know. Just... I, th- those would be mine. Survival.
1: Whatever you Start can get at your the hands, end.
0: hands on, basically. <laughs> Start but at the end. Survival.
1: I imagine, I imagine some of them are going to go for quite a whack. And, of course, some of them were never novelised, so... Yes, um, yes, there is the art. There there is there. Is uh, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally, we got sent an email by Ian, who um oh, has, yeah. has immortalized uh one of your poems from the stream chat. Um <laughs> and so right. are you, are you, I'm fucking curious as to where this is going. Cropped together in an image. So it's immortalised for all time. Your comments from from Friday Night Stream. (laughs) And this is where we'll leave you tonight. Oh, God. Daddy Doom is big and swole. Daddy Doom can swallow me whole. (sighs) Daddy Doom likes Matthew's smell. Daddy Doom takes you to hell.
0: Well, if there are any publicists out there looking for the writer of erotic poetry, uh, <laughs> I'm taking all offers on
1: board. Yeah. So
0: um, that's, thanks
1: for putting up with us for another week, folks. Um, as you know where to get all of us at BigDamnCast on Twitter, twitch.tv, forward slash uh, BigDamnStream, com, all that bollocks, um, Big Damn Channel on YouTube. Stay safe, For look after each other. all of our stuff,
0: yeah. You can find all of our stuff on there, so it's all worth a yes. gander. Um, you dirty, dirty boys and girls.
1: Stay safe, look after each other, Black Lives Matter, Eat the Rich, all that good stuff.
0: Wash your damn hands.
1: Yeah, wash your damn hands. Fuck Dominic Cummings. Please. Uh, yeah. Just stay safe, look after each other, be good to people.
0: And happy Pride Month.
1: Oh shit, yeah, it's Pride Month.
0: Happy bloody Pride Month. Celebrate any please, way you can. Please have but a happy Pride safe. Month. Just stay safe.
1: For the love of oh God, have God. a happy Pride Month. If there's one thing you can do, have a happy Pride Month. Um, we love
0: you all. We love you all. Catch you later. Right. We need to get back into character stopping and stopping. Oh! Oh! Oof. Promises, promises. Ah.